Assalamu alaikum everyone. I'd just love to welcome Sister Rasha Abbas, an executive in banking uh, who has a master's in an MBA and also, mashallah, does a lot of uh, board work and also, as we know her, a global citizen. I'd love for you to give us your beautiful success story and sharing with our audience your story throughout your time. And I know, mashallah, you come from a diverse background and have traveled the world and done so many things. So we'd love to hear from you and your amazing success story. Sound thank like you. Cool. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, it's really a privilege to um, share the story and, mm. and maybe touch someone and, and motivate someone. Um, Inshallah. If, well, you have, you have so it. much, mashallah, at the retreat. Yes. Mashallah, you've been what, part of the retreat four times already. And, you know, mashallah, how many sisters have told me that, you know, you've inspired them dramatically. So Allah better because I know we're going to get an amazing outcome of this. Inshallah. 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 So tell us, tell us, sis, tell us about your story and, and your struggles throughout the time and Maybe we can start when you were sort of a younger version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, um, I actually had quite a happy life. The reason I talk about myself as a global citizen is I love to say that I'm a Palestinian, Jordanian, born in Kuwait, Australian. I'm a Muslim who grew up in a Catholic school, and and that diversity gave me perspective. I was born to two amazing parents, and my um, dad is a chemist. He was quite a famous chemist in Kuwait, um, oh, and, and he was like the best dad you could have, like truly pampering us. I have amazing memories of him. And just to give you a perspective of how like privileged and how spoiled we were, I, I still remember like a, a story where um, in this Catholic school they were very prescriptive about, you know, you need to get X red books and X blue books and purple books and for this subject they were like horrendous in their requirements <laughs> and I um, was a little kid and remembered that that they've asked us for something um, like very late at night and my dad and I was crying and my dad said don't you worry I'll get it for you and he rang a friend of his who owned a stationery bookstore and he opened the bookstore specifically for me to go and buy my like oh, little wow. notebooks so I, st I have this memory <laughs> of being a little bit lucky and I would have been six or seven at the time so running cool. around in this bookstore on my own choosing the books and choosing all the like things to play with and, and that's kind of the lifestyle um, that we've had and, and I felt so spoiled and loved by my mom and dad um, and then as life does um, to you um, I think I would have been 10 at that time um, we were on our way back from Jordan, back to Kuwait, just left Jordan and a big car accident. Um, my um, dad passed away in that wow. car accident. Um, the car rolled um, over the road. And I still remember vividly how it felt to be in the car as it rolled um, um, over. And I came out of the car. I was the only one who managed to get out of the car. My um, sister, my brother and my mom were um, like um, couldn't... Um, Get out of the car, and then I was the, then as a, I can't remember, like nine or ten, nine or found ten. my dad on the side of the road dead. So Allahu that Akbar. vision, um, and I, like the context of what I gave you about how dad like felt Allahu. for me and what he did for me, then to actually as a little kid find your dad dead on the side of the road, that changed you for forever. So I think that's probably the time where I like always reflect on Ed as probably one of those hardest moments you could feel and, and uh, especially as a little kid, 100%. but actually defined me quite a bit um, as a person. And while this would feel horrendous, I actually think I'm a much better person for that hardship. I would not be the person I am today. Wow. 
if if it wasn't for that huge loss. Um, and because of that, I have a very strong um, motivation, I guess, to help orphans in, in particular, Love how it, it felt Love to suddenly overnight become an orphan, to not have the dad. But also then to have the love of our extended family, which was amazing, love. right? But even if you had the love, it's n- like nothing like your dad. Exactly. And then what it meant to, for my mom. So my mom is one of the sup- like super smart, one of the smartest um, women. Um, I think I would say we, we all get our smartness from uh, <laughs> well, my mom's side. Yes. But she had never worked because she didn't need to. She'd not even driven a car because my dad would send her the drive. Like she, she was just okay. another spoiled person. And overnight she needed to do everything. She needed to manage a household. She needed to drive. She needs to look after her kids. She needed to like think about things she never thought about in terms of providing for her kids. Wow. But that meant that we as kids and there's three of us, I'm the middle child, I'm the middle child syndrome. (laughs) All girls? Um, No, so my sister um, is older. She's um, like, so two girls and a boy. So my sister, myself, and my younger brother, my younger brother would have been eight um, or less, seven and a half when my dad passed away. Um, But it just meant that we all became a lot more um, independent, resilient, um, purposeful. So like all of us now are involved and want to do good for the world. But also we wanted to make our mom proud. So we all worked super hard to be the best we can be. We all at younger age understood life and death, I guess, which is a hard message for younger kids. Yes. But it just made, made us relate to God, to, to relate to Allah and, and know like Allah at a younger age and and. I think we all kind of fully started praying right after that. And, and so as young kids, we've never stopped praying. And, and a, lot, so a lot of goodness comes out of bad. And, and I am a different person um, for it. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. What, what, a, what a tough moment it would have been. Allahu Akbar, man. And it was. And again, like I always say, like you can't reflect during the moments of hardship on like the the why this might actually be good, no way you could see it, but actually it always turns out to be good. So we became like better people. Um, and then another hardship. So like I always say, like there are maybe three or four things that defined us because the problem also with life is that it's not like one hardship and it's done and you've <laughs> no. got your lesson. It actually just like the ups and downs. You go from hardship to like lots of goodness, <clears throat> like years of goodness, years of hardship, years of Because we, we almost like always needs that dip under against. So we are reminded and we appreciate the amazing yes, things man. we have because we take things for granted. And, and suddenly you're given a little bit of that whack or reminder <laughs> and you go, I really need to be a lot more thankful for yeah. what I have. And, and, um, so again, was living in Kuwait, beautiful, peaceful, the, the best country, the best um, lifestyle, and suddenly overnight the war. Subhala, you were there. The I war. was there. I would not wish it on my worst enemy. Um, a war is not something that you would um, want anyone to experience. But again, I'm a better person um, for so it. So it was scary. It was horrible. Um, um, slowly, like overnight, obviously, kind of the the kind of we found Iraqi soldiers on the like beach and <laughs> just in front of wow. our house, wow. and and we actually thought well, what's going on. So we crossed the road to ask, who are you? And they said, oh, we're Iraqi soldiers, and we we're like, so we got invaded overnight. We didn't even know, and but then it went downhill from there. So then, like eventually, we had no water, no gas, no petrol, no 
food, really like whatever canned food you had in the house. And um, just the safety, right? Like just being able to feel actually kind of you could be dead overnight or the worse you could yeah. survive and the person you love is actually um killed in front of you and and that was very very um hard um but again like it it makes you appreciate what you have in life you understand what's important in, in life and again further resilience versus <laughs> further kind of the threshold for me f- about what's hard when people kind of complain about things i go mm, mm, not, so no, bad. not so bad it's actually not so bad at all yes yeah, subhanallah uh, touching on that some of these youth you know because we feel so privileged you know we've we've lost that you know the resilience we've lost that um, you know you know a lot of the kids are going through now you know depression and anxiety and you know, COVID had a lot to play with that, but subhanAllah, you know, I've realized that that people are not because because there's no they're not really looking, you know, the Rasulullah said, look look beneath us, always look beneath you. And today we live in a society where everyone's looking above the social media, everyone's looking at the ones in the yachts and the and it's having a lot of effect on our community, subhanAllah, just touching yeah, base exactly. on that. Yeah, yeah but like again, like the social media and and um I'm sorry, like you see like what people post, but no <laughs> one is immune and everyone 100%. has something happening in their life. Amen. There is no some like no one who doesn't have an element of hardship, an element Amen. of struggle, even the ones you look at and, and you think, and oh, they're living the like yeah. it, it, the social media doesn't represent it. Um, I'm very cautious though about the mental health side of things because um, though it is a, a serious issue, the pressures the youth are under. Yes is significant and and we all actually have responsibility whether we made it or didn't make it like the the, the we, when we have the scars of life we have a perspective to try and help a bit more but actually recognizing it is important not brushing it under the carpet not making it yeah, me like me. too light like they, there is a lot that they the youth go through and and especially like when you're like us right like so it's youth who are um, in a different context, like added, like a youth in the Middle East is facing many, many challenges. Uh, a person in here who's like trying to be a good Muslim, but in a different context, like um, you're um, looking different, you dress and talk different. You have all these added pressures on our youth um, as well. And, and because of that, them feeling that they can come to all of us for support, that they mm-hmm. can actually speak up, that when they're unsure that they it's okay to talk about it and mm-hmm. not to actually have like, you know, for the a message for the parents, not to actually like sometimes we can be tough as mm-hmm. as, as like um, parents. Yes. Actually to understand and listen to them and, and acknowledge what they're going through so that you can help them through and give them the safety to be able to talk to you about it. Because yes. nothing like can't be solved for, yeah, I mean, yes. but only if if you're able to talk about it, share it, it out, yeah. and and always like tell me, and then we can do something about it. But if I don't know, how can I help yes, you? Yes, so. Um, so giving our youth the safety and the confidence to be able to speak about it is is really important. And may Allah inshallah yeah, makes it. we've been saying that so much, even with our own business, even the last retreat. Like that was a predominant thing that I was mm-hmm. speaking to people about. Mm-hmm. You know that that you know it's it's kind of like because they're missing a lot of these, you know, we call you know soft skills. You know the soft skills and and, and subhanallah because they're not interacting as much and and these kids subhanallah they need the help. They need somebody to, yeah. to shine the lights on those for them. Say you know you you're missing here, you're missing here. Look at that. Get that. 
connect with that. And alhamdulillah, and, and that, it's not that hard. It's just they need that kind of, they need to open up first. And, and that's why with. the retreat and the work you're doing is so amazing because it's actually seeing that I'm not alone, that actually, that I'm, like I, I hear this from someone else and it's what I'm going through. And I thought I'm the only one going through this, mm. but also seeing people like me and, and, and yes. hearing from people who are like me is so comfort, important. So well done to you for, for oh, the So work. Comedy, yeah. Allah, the comedy is amazing, mashallah. A uh, bunch of amazing boys and girls that are coming together, and if yeah. every Monday night we don't stop. Mashallah. Every Monday night we have a meeting, and we're constantly pushing forward. Alhamdulillah, May Allah bless them for their hard work. Amen. Alhamdulillah, we just we're just you know we're part of the team. We're just a little part of the team. Alhamdulillah, May Allah bless them. So take us take us through sort of so to what happened from there on, like uh, in, with the Iraq war situation. So again, another goodness that comes out of um, hardship, I would have never left Kuwait, right? Like I actually, um, and, and kind of a, a, a side story, if I um, digress a little bit, where I was quite highly academic at school, like I um, um, it was kind of the top, of, it wasn't enough for you to be a top of your class, you had to be the top of the classes on your grade, and then you, you know how do you become the top of kind of the, top, the country, because that's how the, the, the school is rated, so I... I was given extra math, extra physics, extra, extra, extra all the academic subjects um, by the nuns because they wanted to make sure I, I do well, and I did. And but for me, my world was defined by Kuwait, like right, like that. You 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 know what you know around you, and and I worked so hard to get into Kuwait University, which is an okay university, but it's actually kind of just yeah, our perspective is narrowed by what we see and what we know. So I worked super hard to get into Kuwait University, got into Kuwait University. I still remember um, we had this awards night um, that was organized by the prime minister for all the people who were like rated the highest in the country. And I sat next to a um, young boy and, and I said to him, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm going to um, Penn University, kind of one of those league universities. And um, I said, why? Well, like, you could have gotten to Kuwait University and why would you? So my perspective was not understanding that actually it's you could up. actually have the best education in the world because I, you just go after what you know. So I went to Kuwait University. I, I had a ball, right? Like it was a, a fabulous. I loved it. Um, but it's only when I had the broader perspective here and, and actually then did my two masters that I understood the level of education that I could have actually um, had, subhanAllah. But like to, to that story, we were defined by just like the context we had. The war then triggered us to think beyond and, and we ended up going, um, yep, we'll come to Australia. And um, we came here and we thought, oh, it's just going to be a couple of years. And, and then we never looked Why Australia? back. Um, and, and again, a funny story of how like Allah always have like some plans yeah. that you don't um, recognize. But um, I got engaged just before the war. And that was another disappointment. Cause, like we planned the big Middle Eastern wedding and obviously it didn't happen because of the war. Um, but at the time, my partner then um, a few years, like two years before, um, before we even knew each other, um, a friend of his got um, um, a visa to Australia and he said to him, oh, do you want to go? And he said, yeah, well, like, I'll, I'll apply. So he applied and got immediately accepted on this, like whatever they had at, at the time, the the skilled migrant. Um, and everybody laughed at him because he was a like he had a great job. He was doing so well in Kuwait. Um, you know, tax-free country, you live the lifestyle, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, and, and they said to him, who goes to Australia? Do you want to go and live with the kangaroos? And <laughs> <laughs> so he just like felt, okay, maybe that's the wrong decision. And just put it in the drawer. Um. And subhanAllah, like nobody knew two years later, the whole world was going to happen. Where do you go? 
and and he pulled it out and said do you want to we're not even married at the time he said do you want to like get married and no wedding no nothing um the the big middle eastern disappointment and just go to australia because it's there and and i said fine let's go so we came here just for a couple of years until things settled down in there and but our destiny was to come here and it was planned like subhanallah two years before anything before we've even met It, it was planned, right? Allah Subhanallah. Allah. So you just need to trust yes, mm, that Allah has a, a will. And I wouldn't have ever said yes if it wasn't for what happened with the war and everything. Everything happens for an amazing reason. Everything happens for an amazing reason. Trust, like have trust that just know that even when it looks wrong or bad or miserable, Allah has a plan for you. And just and and that trust, and that's the bit around the mental yes. illness around how yes. do we help our youth understand that Actually, trust, like just like the submission that we have in Islam, which, which is just know that Allah loves you more than your parents loves you. Then, and, and he has a good plan for you. You just don't know it now. Yes. And, and one thing I always say to my kids as well is like, you actually can't make sense of things looking forward. So, and, and this is kind of, a, I think, Steve Jobs or one of those famous people have said that you can only like connect the dots when you look backwards. So things always make sense. Like for me now, I can sit and go, oh, it's amazing how everything made sense. But at the time, I didn't make sense of it. Mm. So you can always always connect the dots looking backwards, not forward. And that's, again, going back to trust. Just have that faith and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mashallah, what so, an amazing story. Yes. So we came so here. So now you're with the kangaroos. So I'm with the kangaroos. <laughs> and the funny story about how the world, and, and that's kind of the role we can all play to actually bring the people together. Because in Kuwait, they said to him, oh, you're going to live with the kangaroos. And in um, I came to Australia, and the first thing I had was like, oh, were you living with the camels? And I'm like, camels, <laughs> kangaroos. <laughs> so, but like you bridge things Subhanallah. together. Subhanallah. So I, we came over, as I said, like it was a bit of an adventure for a couple of years. And and we absolutely had um, a ball. I had my kids in here. Uh, and, and that's kind of where the... Um, kind of the pathway to then kind of what happens on a career perspective um and the perspective is is different um then so so you started here as well um so i sta- i obviously f- like finished well, i did computer engineering back in in kuwait and were you and working in kuwait no no i i like was about to start and and then the whole oh. um thing happened so um It, it was actually very interesting in terms of coming here and, and go, like, what do I do now? Like, wh- wh- where, where do you start? Um, and and being um, kind of the Middle Eastern mindset is always like we love learning, we love studying. So the first thing we said is we're going to start a master's. So my sister and I, we arrived together. We literally a week later, we applied for a master's, got accepted and Um, started um, our master. I, I did the master of IT, so I did software engineering and artificial intelligence well before artificial uh, artificial uh, chat GPT <laughs> and everything that was a thing. Oh wow! Um, but it was a like a a, a good way to also um, learn what's like kind of the Australian context and and how do people here think, operate, um, and and learn a lot about the culture and connect with um, people. Um, so I did my master's and right at the end, I started working with Ericsson. So Ericsson at the time was like the apple of the world. That's right. It was the biggest. The number one mobile company. And I actually have give Ericsson a lot of credit for grounding me um, at the early stages of my career because it, it, it taught me innovation. It gave me confidence. Um, I often say to people, and, and I remember sitting in um, 
um, uh, one of the, we, at work we do like um, a calibration, uh, a ranking or our staff and their performance. And, and we were talking about someone who I was like um, thinking highly of. And my one of my peers said, oh, she just is very shy. She needs to be more assertive. And I said to him, um, Tony, I used to be so shy. Like you wouldn't believe how shy I used to be. And he said to me, you were shy when, like in your diapers. <laughs> um, but I actually came to Australia and I was, like I've never, I was in the comfort of my, um, you know, family and, and kind of the, the context of Kuwait and my school. And then you come and find yourself in a completely different context. And I still remember being in, in some of those contexts and I'm like, I, I would be reserved about even saying anything or like voicing my opinion. And subhanAllah, you just have to find your voice and have to, um, to find your confidence. Um, so did my master's, worked at Ericsson, um, then um, moved into um, banking and um, worked in the three big banks in, in Australia, got to be an executive. I feel very privileged. Um, um, kind of in, in, in banking, we do have a big impact in people's lives. So you can be a, a strong voice of good in, in that context and, and try and do the best you can to actually like introduce the values and, and do what's right. Um, so um, did a lot in, 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 in there, but I always um, feel that what's important is um, kind of the impact we are making and, and how we help. And we can talk a bit more about that. SubhanAllah, mashallah, mashallah. So moving, moving into, let's say, the workforce, you know, did you sort of just give us some context and the hardships that you face within the workforce, being a female especially, and also, you know, being a migrant throughout your time coming into the workforce at Ericsson, what are the sort of challenges you face there? You know, like what was the, the hardships of being a Muslim, stuff like that, that, you know, subhanAllah, many of our youth are facing it today. Yeah, and, and a lot, right? Because it's not easy. It's not easy just for us because we are Muslims. It's actually when you're different. Humans are weird and funny, right? We <laughs> like... Um, like sameness so we get comfort uh, from sameness so whenever you're different to me yeah. th there's an element of um mm, no i'm not sure kind of, so <laughs> and it's 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 a normal human. so you need to understand where it's coming from because i actually don't think it's coming from somewhere bad but it it's it's coming from that element of kind of that human nature yeah. that you just need the to unknown. work the unknown um so so obviously it was um hard because um, female, um, Muslim, wearing a scarf, and um, you look and talk different, you feel different. Um, but one of the things that I've, can I mentor quite a, a number of people, particularly young Muslim um, girls, and I always say, um, once you've connected at the human level, people don't see that anymore, right? I mean. So. And, and if you're conscious of it, you make the person in front of you conscious of it. So if I have, I don't know, a scar on my um, face and I'm constantly touching it or kind of <laughs> like bringing attention <laughs> to it, people will see it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if if I just connect with you, the first when you first see me, you see it. But then after that, once we've connected and you got to see the human in me, you actually stop even seeing it. So right. when Beautiful. when you come into those conversations, if you're a Muslim, if you're a scar wearing a scarf, don't worry about it. Just engage in the conversation and, and let them see who you are amen, as a person. Amen, alhamdulillah. And amen. subhanAllah, that actually is the thing that makes a, a big difference. So I I like gained the confidence to go, you know what? I know the value I can bring um, to this equation. 
obviously kind of you have some amazing mentors on the way that um, help you. And that's why I love mentoring because it's giving back and it's really important. But it it just makes you feel, okay. so if I go in and I know myself and always say, like, start by always knowing who you are, because once you know who you are, your ability to then engage, um, connect at the human level Position yourself for people to actually understand, oh, I can see what she's going to bring into the equation and actually celebrate your difference. Because um, once you've passed, as I said, that initial stage of people con- like seeing you as different and then, oh, actually, I can connect. She's human like me, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Then you actually bring your differentiation point, which is actually the fact you're different. So, so it's a major strength for you to be able to bring a different perspective, a different way of thinking. Um, I'm able to innovate. I'm able to bring a different perspective to provide a good, respectful challenge because of my background, because of the diversity of what I've done. And that is required in, in business. It's required in life. Everything, yes, right? So it's a, But then in a business context, I'm able to represent the customers we we want to win. I'm able to represent a different perspective that is um, going to be able to, you know, bring bus- more business value. Yeah. And and that's the what then people want to have. Yeah. But you need to be able to go, you know, that's a good thing and I need to understand that it's a good thing. Yeah. Amazing how you touched on a point, which was you had mentors. And subhanAllah, everyone we sort of had on the podcast, everyone will go back and say, you know, it's amazing how I've had mentors and now, I'm sort of paving the way forward by mentoring others. And and how, how important was that to, for you to have mentors along the way who supported you, who sort of also help you help pave the way for you? You know, can you give us some context on that, you know, inshallah? And and mentors and sponsors are really important and they are different, right? But it, like seek um and, and make sure you have mentors and you have also sponsors. Mentors, you tell them everything. You tell them the good, the bad, the ugly. You tell them um, like the struggles that you're having, and they help you with answers. And and you have different mentors for different problems, yes. if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. and um, and because of that, you don't have one mentor; you have many. But I kind of seek the advice of this person within this business problem, and I seek this person's advice in this personal problem. Yes. So it, it it's very different, it's and, and different people within even a different business context, um, like. A career advice is different to a business problem advice. So multiple mentors are healthy. And people actually, I, I've never had someone say no. Yes. Right? Like like people so. actually love to help. Yes. And, and I'll come to talk about, because it's kind of the definition of success. So park, park that thought. But like <laughs> me- mentors are available and people are willing to help. I mean. S- sponsors are people who will um, carry your paper or talk about you when you're not there. So like in, a lot of what happens in business, especially in big corporates, is you're often spoken about when you're actually not in the room and, and like yes. your, um, uh, what is your next job or what, like how you're thought of or as I said, like we were calibrating or, or like mm-hmm. judging our staff to put them on a bell curve. <laughs> like when those people are not in the room. So you're spoken about when you're not in the room and a sponsor is someone who will talk um, or represent you or um, carry your kind of case when you're not in the room and actually um, I mean. r- r- like push for you. And because of that, your sponsor is probably the one that 
you want to make sure they know all your good si- things, a good <laughs> yeah, sign. Right. You gotta yeah, make sure they know all the good stuff. They do the marketing on your behalf. They're, they're and, like and your they're, really, they're like yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So and I think that's really important to make sure you have yeah, sponsors. I mean, amazing and that you touched on that point. That that yeah. is a very key point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? we, we haven't touched on that, inshallah. But subhanAllah, when we mentor some of these young girls and boys, we say your reputation precedes you. Absolutely. And uh and they, they, that concept preceding them, like, what do people know about you? What do they say about you when you exactly that that comment? What do they say when you're not in the room? Oh, he's an honest person. He's a good person. These kind of things are very important. That and and we call this the personal brand, right? Yes. So you actually need to think yours, of yourself as a product. So don't be um, like. Um, very loose about like you actually need to understand that there's a concept of a personal brand what am I known for like when when you create a new product you create a whatever like a burger or a, a pie or you actually think about like what is it gonna look like why is why is it differentiated why would people want to have it you're a product so you need to have a, a brand you have to be intentional about it you need to make sure that you market yourself and and um it's by design, right? Like 100%. so. But if if you go and let life do things for you, then mm. like it it can be random. But you actually have to be intentional, and you, then your sponsor knows that brand. And as you said, it precedes you because, but it precedes you by you like making sure that you are actually thinking about it and you are creating the brand you want to be known. I mean, I mean, I mean, Allahu Akbar, Subhanallah. You said it amazingly. Um, now I think let's get to the cracks of it. What is the definition of success for you? There's no one definition of success and don't let anyone give you a definition of success. Like, so I will share mine, but that's the Russia version, right? Exactly. Like it's even cool. for my kids, it's a different Amen. version. It, it, the, the, the definition of success is personal and it's important for you to feel it's you. And don't try and... Um, pretend or adopt someone else's definition don't try and compare to someone else because that is success for them that's not success for you so that feeling of satisfaction is important now for for me so like the the definition of success and it changed that's the other thing too and that's why it's actually important for the when when i was younger what i thought was important (laughs) in life and what i thought was definition of success is very different to what i think is the definition of success um now and and that's where i'm hoping the youth listening to this maybe will go there's something in there maybe i need to consider it but but for me um success is about the impact we live in the world the legacy right and and it's interesting because um for a couple of years now maybe like i've I've kind of been thinking about it when we think about the sadaqa jaria which is the like the perpetual goodness we make like so allah like gave us incentives for sadaqa jaria the things that will actually stay after we pass away but actually, kind of in, in a Western context and in a corporate context, people often talk about the legacy. And, and actually, the legacy is your perpetual goodness you leave after you, subhanAllah, the sadaqa jariya. So for me, it, it's that ability to make that impact. Um, again, if I look backwards and connecting the dots, um, from young age, Allah gave me a mission, right? Like So I lost my dad and became purposeful about helping others. So for me... Being able to help others is at the core of what I feel satisfaction from. So that ability to then um, reflect back and think, have I managed to help others? Have I touched someone's life? And it doesn't have to be like a lot of people, right? Like if I've managed to help one person and change their life and actually take them out of 
um, a bad situation or um, kind of help them have a better life, then that's for me um, success. And and we all, like, we need to actually listen to the signs of what Allah gave us because um, we are all given different missions. We are here, like, in life, not to just live a uh, like a good life and just pass on. We are actually here for a purpose. So, so look within your, um, like the the, the events in your life you. that what Allah gave you, like the strengths Allah gave you, the the challenges Allah gave you, are all signals for the mission Allah is giving you in in life. And 100%. and I feel my mission is that ability to help fix things, help orphans, help better things for um the world really. So success is ability to feel that purpose and Amen. and the sense of satisfaction you get um out of it is un, um comparable isn't it yeah. it's uncomparable subhanallah I'd, i'd love for you to share that moment you know that absolute moment that you maybe you know got there and you felt like you're there like you said to allah alhamdulillah i'm here i've achieved this big milestone and It really affected your heart. I'd love for you to share a little story about that. And, and maybe there are multiples, Ibrahim. And I think it's really important to think that it's actually not one. There is no life. Yeah, of course, of course. Life doesn't just, there's no end. There's no, re, you reached somewhere. 100%. And it's, you actually 100%. keep thinking, I can actually now can see how I can make a bigger impact. I've done this, but now I can see that now that I've managed to achieve this, I have the will and the power and the toolkit to be able to do even more. Do so more. Exactly. It, it keeps the it keeps being stretched to how can I have a bigger um, impact. A lot of um, but I think it, it's like kind of multiples in, in my um, life. So I, I think um, uh, small things, right? Like, but like my, when I um, achieved that moment of actually achieving that amazing high score in my high school, even because. What that meant for my mom, right? Like, it's for her, the fact, the pride of being able to show that, you know, in the Middle East, like, I've raised my kids well. And, and like, they, they're they're good. They're good people. Um, that ability to then um, kind of get into the, what the corporate world is and, and, and have that ability to influence from um, within, um, provide a different perspective, provide a pathways both for females and for Muslims um, within a corporate um, context. Oh, so I, I have a, a dear friend of mine who is also um, in banking and um, like wears the scarf. And, and she said to me, there's only the two of us and we're known in, in banking, right? Like so, and, and she's now kind of left a little bit. So I'm kind of left to carry that. <laughs> the <laughs> a little bit of the burden. But it's more around, actually, people need to see examples so yeah, I mean, when you're able to provide a good example for others then people will look right, at it and say oh, right, it's actually possible i yes, can become yes. a senior like and, and banking is a traditionally very male white male mm. <laughs> kind of heavy <laughs> um, industry an ability to push um into it and, and add value and actually um create brilliant relationships and friendships oh. and goodness Um, so another kind of really proud moment for me was when, when like some of the hardship for Muslims happened in 9-11 and some of the, yes. the, the issues that happened and then the media and everything became really negative. Um, I had one of my colleagues ring me and said, um, Rasha, I just want to tell you, I've been like feeling so 
angry and upset about some of these things. And, and I say it in every context I can where I say, no, you're not representing Muslims. That's not because I know my friend is a Muslim. Russia is a Muslim and she's not like that. And she like you are for me the face of how Islam is. So for us, each one of us need to understand that we carry a little bit of a burden on our shoulder to represent not ourselves. Like I can't just go about and do whatever I like because if I'm in a context where on the street they will see, oh, oh, see what Muslims do, um, how I drive, how I operate in a corporate context, I'm representing my, like who I am, my heritage, my um, religion, and it's important to actually like be responsible in how you um, act because people will actually say, uh, that you're, you you in those people's kind of mind yes, represent everyone who, who's a Muslim. So that's really important. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. Back to the challenges. Allah gives us some of those just like tips a little bit. So then like you get a little bit sick and then you go, oh my God, I realize how mm. important it is. I could actually oh. have everything in the world, but if I'm not able to enjoy it, um, if I can't, like if I'm having food and I can't taste it's it, what's like, it's, it's even the simple yeah. things, not the big things. Yes. And yes. subhanAllah, just appreciating it. So like, remember that some of those ups and downs are there to help you actually have eventually even more joy in life, not just the afterlife, because then that dip makes you recognize and, and actually live more happiness in your moment, because suddenly you go, now I am actually appreciating that I have the food, that I can actually taste the food, that I can actually um, actually ha- go out and, and have a walk in the park and enjoy it. So like the little things become sources of happiness. And without some of those challenges, yes. you take it for granted 100%. and you don't recognize it. Thank you. <clears throat> beautiful, beautiful stories. And alhamdulillah, we hope that our youth uh, will, inshallah, see these gems that we are talking about uh, throughout this podcast. Um, SubhanAllah, like you, you reminded me, like, as you said, that story reminded me the other day, we've got this new caramel sauce, SubhanAllah, yeah? And I and I met this brother and I said, hey, bro, look at this. I've got this amazing new caramel sauce. you got to taste it. So I'm pushing him to taste it, you know? So this is the best, like this is the most expensive stuff we've got. And then he looked at me and goes, no, no, bro, I, I can't. And I said, why, bro? you got to taste it. He goes, bro, I can't taste. Mm. And SubhanAllah, subhanallah. Like, you know, like, and then I, I never thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah. for being able to taste. Yes. And SubhanAllah, so it brings you back. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, here you go. Go and subhanAllah, I went to my office, Allah, and, and I was thinking, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, that we can taste it. Like, the simplest of things that we take for granted, subhanAllah. And, and had life been just like all goodness, we would actually, like you imagine, you we would then stop appreciate and life would feel like, oh, it's, it's all good. I'm, I'm, I don't have enough goodness. But those little things make you go, you know what? What am I like thinking about? Like I have so much goodness and so much happiness so much. and that's the definition of success, right? Like that mm-hmm. feeling of being content and being happy comes from the smallest of things 100%. as opposed to when you're younger and thinking about it in terms of, I don't know, money or power or whatever. Like actually, <laughs> no, it, it's it's not those things because a lot of those people who do have all these things are actually not necessarily happy and that's why you see a lot of those like the big names have suddenly become like they're they're like um, yeah. engaged in charity. They're giving away their money to good cause um, because, <laughs> because understand you actually legacy. Fo- f- like eventually you get to understand that I'm going to leave the world and what am I leaving behind me? And that's what matters. And the sense of satisfaction and the happiness giving gift to us. Like I always say the, the person giving 
gets 100 like million times more happiness than the receiver. So actually the charity is goodness for the giver yes. way yeah. more than the receiver yeah. and, yeah. and you are getting so much satisfaction um, of it, subhanAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to do more and do more khair and be of blessings for and help others inshallah. Jazakallah khair. Thank you for sharing a beautiful story uh, and thank you for sharing that the hardship moments as well. I think uh, it really helps us understand, you know, how sometimes, you know, we have through so much hardships and we think it's so bad, but as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Truly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when hardship there is aid. And Allah bless you for sharing. Thank you very much for sharing. And thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> Amazing work that you are doing. So we're, trying, we're trying our best and leaving the rest. We're looking forward to having you at our... Uh, retreat this year, inshallah, inshallah. the mastery inshallah. retreat. So, inshallah, inshallah sharing, sharing some of the inshallah. amazing stuff that I, you. I wanted to ask a question. Uh, you know, for some, a lot of a lot of the youth that I speak to, they say, "Oh, look at look at these guys. They're talking. They've already made it, and they've already had these successes, and they're you know they're financially stable. And you know, if twenty years ago your your old self could come to your youth and tell you something that would be profound, what do you think that would be? What would you tell yourself? 20 years. Trust, have the confidence and keep going, keep going. So like just trust, trust, trust. Because in, in moments, some of those moments of hardship, you can doubt sometimes and you can question yourself or query and, and go like, am I doing the right thing? Mm. And, and, and that ability to say to yourself, like the head voice is really important and just say, trust, just, just keep going Allah. and just keep going. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. This too will like shall pass. What they say, like so, things do pass, and and just trust in Allah and and submit and do your bit, though. Like so, for for me and and what I would again emphasize with my younger self is that hard work. So, I can't emphasize enough the importance of hard work. Our religion is a doing religion, right? Like so, you don't yes. submit and sit at home. Like you don't. Trust and go. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to try. Allah, Allah knows where. No, no, you have to do. Yes. So as long as you put in the hard yards, you you take action. You 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 take the first step. Allah will reward you tenfold, right? Like so, you do one hasana, so, you get ten hasanat for yeah, it. Yeah. Subhanallah. You like Allah said, malu shukra. You know, ardawud amalu shukra. Like Allah asked us to. Do, do the shukr, do like the, the, the thanks. In Allah amalakum wa Like Allah wants us to do. So the hard work, the hard work, the hard work, and the joy of the hard work, right? So trust, but do your bit. Do, do your, like the hard work, the hard, like hard work always gets rewarded by Allah subhanahu We were touching base, I was speaking to a youth yesterday, and I asked him one of the, Profound question: Why was the Rasulullah chosen out of all mankind? Why wasn't it Abu Bakr? Why wasn't it, you know, Malcolm X? Why was it him? There's obviously numerous answers to that, but we came to the realization that there was no other man on the face of this earth that wanted it more than him. And how I know that is because I've had the privilege of going to Hajj, and we went to Jabal Nur. Now, the, you know, I was at 26, I think 26 when I went to Hajj with my wife. And we went to Jabal Nur. It took us over three and a half hours with man-made staircases. But Rasulullah mm-hmm. used to do it three to four times a day. He used to go up there and contemplate that there is something better than this. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him. There's no doubt he was, 
He was the only one on the face of the earth that wanted more. But I love that perspective so much. I've never thought about it this do, way. Do, I do, love do, it. Do, I'm going to use it. In do, the do you know, <laughs> I love it. Subhanallah. That is so true. It's, and people don't understand that a lot of hard work needs to go in. Yeah. It's just not yeah. given. And and Allah like wants you to be ready. Subhanallah. 100%. So Allah like waited for him to be ready, right? Like he, he didn't get it till he was 40. And Amen. after he's done so much hard work to be ready for what will hit him after. So subhanallah, so, sometimes Allah. that hard Yusuf, like say, say Allah, Yusuf, I always reflect on that. Yes. He he had to like stay in the prison for years, <laughs> right? Like and, and why? But Allah was preparing him. So sometimes we're making making dua and we want we're asking Allah for things and we don't get given it. Like because Allah would say, Not yet, right? Like you need to be a bit more ready because some of this goodness is a responsibility. Some of it you could actually like lose your way if, yeah, if, if you're giving it in the wrong time. So subhanAllah, like the patience is, is the other one. So hard work, but patience and, and the trust comes in. I need to be ready. And subhanAllah, Rasul needed to be ready. So 100%. that hard work prepared him for the like the horrible things that was done to him. But he was able to be steadfast. Even like when he step- had his reputation, subhanAllah. he had the best reputation that perceived him and still... Subhanallah. I for sharing and being part of all the help that you've done with us and within the community. And alhamdulillah, we know, mashallah, the mentoring work that you, you know we've heard about the mentoring work you've done with our Muslim sisters as well. Allah bless you and thank you. Thank you so much. Jazakallah khair. Allah bless you, sis. Thank, thank you, you for the opportunities. Great talking for... to both of you. Thank, thank you. you.